How is life? Oh shoot, that's the first question. We're going. No, no. How how are you doing? Yeah. Is this the? Did this it start? We're, we're we're starting. Yeah, we're oh, rolling. Oh shoot. Did you did you need like a preliminary moment? Yeah. Okay. Okay. What what do you need to do? Need I don't know. In? Breathe out. I don't know. How's life? Is such a loaded question. Oh, we won't go with life. How's your winter break? We'll start there. Okay, winter break was good. Br- okay, good. Okay, I went to Portland for like eight days. Saw like family and cousins there. Okay. Great place. Weather was like cold and rainy, mm-hmm. but not. That's Portland. Yeah, okay. but then it snowed like right after I left, and I was like, yeah. "That's sad." Dang. When'd you go? I went like fifteenth to the twenty third. So. Oh. Right after school ended and stuff. Okay. Yeah. And then you know Christmas. Then you know a little COVID scare. No COVID, but. COVID was scare from whom? From my friend. Oh, I like saw right. him for dinner, and then oh, the, and then the next day he's like, yeah. he's like, oh, I have COVID, and I'm like, oh, nice, 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 nice. Yeah. So then you know, just quarantined until the new year, and then you know, since then I've been kind of just checking in with friends, going, hanging out with people. Have you been going out, visiting people? Yeah. What about lately with the whole Omicron variant kind of? Yeah. In? So it's like most things will like do like outside or like i'll ask like oh have you been like tested recently or you know but like at this point i'm just like yeah i guess like with omicron in general like i think when i go back to austin Uh i'll just like let it take its course (laughs) because it seems like really like unavoidable like you don't need to do something like covid unsafe in order to like contract it right all you Mm -hmm. have to do is like just see someone who has it and with how quickly it spreads, like, you know, like, yeah. like all these people's parents are getting it. And I feel like if someone's going to go out and get it, it'll be like the kids. But I've like seen so many like instances where my friend is like, oh, my dad has COVID. And I'm like, he's working at home. Like, what the hell? Like, yeah. <laughs> he's like, oh, he went for a drink with his friend and, and then he got it. Or like, oh, we, right. they played tennis and then they got it. I'm like, OK. Yeah. But it's like at least it's like milder, you know, for the people who were vaccinated and have the do you have the booster yeah yeah yeah. okay yeah yeah yeah. i got the booster it's okay i was gonna go to a wedding in the dominican republic in february Mm. and my dad was on a meeting call and some people are like stuck where they are because they went on a trip and they're not allowed inside back into the country yeah so now we're like should we even go right like we want to go because like we're very close with that family yeah and my cousin who's getting married but even some of his own family's like, hmm, I don't know. Yeah. And at that point, I'm like, well, damn. Just and it is a wedding, you it know. Is a so wedding, it's like, yeah. hmm, like, right. You know, it's a fairly reasonable thing that could happen that like yeah. you could get COVID. There, and the last so. thing you do want, I want to do is like get also stuck, right? Because yeah. I mean, doing class from the Dominican Republic isn't bad. But yeah. If it's in person, then then it's like, uh oh, we're it's it's over, it's over. But I yeah. think definitely like from a school perspective, like they'll definitely take a more lenient perspective mm-hmm. on like online stuff because again like let's say you got covid in austin you would still have to not yeah. come to class yeah please that is true you know yeah so i think they would be okay with that i don't know like none of my professors have said anything about online class just mm-hmm. the university said like professors please make class online <laughs> for like the rest of the semester no for for two weeks oh for two weeks like they they like they didn't mandate that classes are online. Oh. They like said like please make it available online. Yeah. And then your professor's supposed to like reach out to you and let you mm-hmm. know about what class is going to be like. No one reached out to me. Yeah, I, I haven't I haven't gotten an email. So I'm I just got like, an, okay. I got an email from our department from SDCT mm-hmm. and 
it just felt very surface level. So I was like, I'll just wait for more. Yeah. But school's in what about a week or something? Literally, like next know. Monday is okay. Next Monday is like MLK Day, but then mm-hmm. that Tuesday, so eight days. In eight days, yeah. school will start. So that's, that's I don't know. Portland, what did you do in Portland? We did okay. There's like lots of family time, you know, uh-huh. like just like making food together, you know, having fun, spending yeah. time with each other. But we also without like, the snow, without the snow, yeah. just with the cold yeah. rain, right, right, right. So, yeah. but we did like lots of, I don't know. They live like in a suburb outside of Portland, so mm-hmm. we'd like actually go into Portland. We'd do like the suburby stuff, you know. It was like the kind of vibe where if you brought family to Katie, you'd bring them to like your favorite like restaurants and like yeah. places. Okay. Like we did that, okay. but in in Oregon, so. Right. We went to Din Tai Fung, which is like... You did that except in Oregon. Mm -hmm. I was so happy. Din Tai Fung is like... Have you heard of it before? No, I haven't. Oh, okay. It's like a Michelin star restaurant that I believe originated in Taiwan. I think that's where their flagship one... Okay, wait, Mm. no. I think their flagship one is in Taiwan, but their Michelin starred one is in Beijing. That could be wrong, okay. but it's just like a, it's like an Asian restaurant, which is really, really good. They're like yeah. known for their soup dumplings. I feel like they're kind of credited with like bringing soup dumplings to mm. America. Do you know what soup okay. dumplings are? The dumplings and soup. No, 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 no. Oh, the soup is in the dumpling. Oh, are you vegetarian? No. Oh, okay. I'm then not. I don't know. I don't know this. Okay. Well, basically, what they do is like you they make the dumpling right, but they make soup as well, and they add gelatin to the soup. This is like the. Tr- I don't even know if this is traditional. This is how I've seen it made. Uh-huh. I don't know much, you know? I just like eating it. But um, they, like, gelatinize the soup, and then they put it in with, like, the dumpling filling, and then when they cook it, the gelatin dissolves, and the soup is inside of the dumpling. Yeah. So it's, like, the opposite of, like, dumpling soup. It's, like, the soup is in the dumpling. In the dumpling. So dumpling soup in – okay, soup dumpling. There's still meat in it. But right. It's like, it's, like, cool because, like – what you do is like the soup's flavor is enhanced because it's been like sitting there and cooked with meat in it. Uh-huh. So then you like you bite the dumpling, drink the soup, and mm-hmm. then you eat the dumpling. It's really good. You should yeah. try it. I'll try. I'm pretty sure it's in Houston. They should have. No. Su- no? They, they, I mean, they have soup dumplings right. in Houston, but not Din Tai Fung. Oh, okay. So there's a difference. Din Tai Fung is like in like 15 places in America. Yeah. Houston, okay. Texas is not one of them. That's strange because so. I always feel that Houston has the best food. No, yeah. yeah. So I feel like they should have a restaurant at least somewhere mm-hmm. in Texas, you know? Right. They have it in, like, Oregon. Like, that why Oregon? Oregon is a great state, a great but it's just state. like if I was, like, Din Tai Fung corporate strategy, I'd be like, you know where we need a restaurant? Oregon. Oregon. <laughs> oh, Oregon. Yeah. I'm like, okay. Yeah. They don't have, like, a high Asian population in Oregon. Right. You know? So what was, like, it, was it still crowded? Yeah. Oh, it was very crowded. Oh. But it was like the people there were like ethnically diverse, and not okay. because Portland has lots of Asian people. Just lots of Asian people would go to Din Tai Fung. Right. But still, like lots of everyone else was like, huh, "We should try this too." Yeah. Because it's, it's not now. I want to. I will probably fly into Portland just to have their food. You could also go to L.A. But you oh know, yeah, you, true. You I know, used to. I used to live in L.A. Oh yeah. Wow. But I, I was. I don't think we ever had. Um, that type of cuisine because oh i mean if we did i was probably too young because i was four so. that'll do it yeah yeah i mean i remember things like they had a lot of good kebabs in la mm. yeah it was mm. quite good stuff but no i didn't i don't know if i ever had that yeah. yeah i want i know a lot of like new food is like has come to america in, like the past decade at least it's mm-hmm. been like mainstream yeah 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 yeah, yeah like shawarma. which i like yeah i like that too like shawarma i had no idea what that was until like 2012 
in the right. in the Avengers movie whenever you know <laughs> that was, that was my point of reference. Like, yeah, I was like, oh, we should have shawarma. I was like, yo, that's dope. I want some. Yeah, and yeah. Then, and then we we ate shawarma. I think my dad told me like in the nineties the fad was like thundery chicken. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. So I guess I don't know. I, I'm interested to see what the next one is because I feel like Boba also just kind of. Boba just blew up. blew up. I liked it before it blew up. You okay. know, I was going to Kim's Tea House before there was Katie Asia Town and all these different 50 right. Boba places in Katie. But I think, I don't know what the next one will be. But I like that it's happening. Yeah. You know, I like it's it a little too. bit bizarre that like cultural food is like somehow like being whitewashed in some ways. Mm-hmm. But, you know, honestly, if it's good, you know, like. I'll eat it. You know, like I saw like on TikTok, like a uh, chicken thicken masala burrito. And I was like, oh, that's almost offensive, but I do want to eat it. So therefore, I got to say, yeah, I, I was making chicken tikka like two years ago. Mm-hmm. And um, I was, I thought, I told my mom, I was like, yo, this might slap if you put it in pasta. And mm, she yeah. wasn't insulted by it. She said, maybe. She said, we can try that. I never tried. No, I tried oh. it. I tried it later on because okay. she, for that moment it was just for the rice. Right. But a month later, I I dumped it in and it tasted great. So wait, I literally did chicken thicka tacos yesterday. Yeah. It was How like was it? it was so good. Like highly highly recommend. Doesn't Velvet Tacos have that? Velvet Taco has that too. But I've never like, been to Velvet Taco. Velvet Taco is good. Okay, we have a lot of places we have to go in yeah. Austin: soup yes. dumplings and chicken thicka tacos. They also have paneer thicka tacos there. Wow, I've heard that too. I know one time I was going to order with some friends and they closed. Every time I want to like at try Velvet Taco, it, yes, they closed. Oh. It was like nine p.m. It was nine yeah. p.m. to kill, and I was I wasn't there. And it's in Austin. Come on, it was they, they should be open. Yeah, a lot of a lot of good places closed down in Austin in the past year or two. That's true. Like yeah. Fricano's. Um, that was a good one. Taco Bell. All right, that, <laughs> that was a sad one. That was a sad Mm-mm. one. Taco Bell's actually making a new loyalty program. If you pay $10 a month, I saw that. you can get a free taco yeah. with every meal you go purchase there. Right. Very cost ineffective. Will not be taking my money. I won't be either. No. Because that's a lot of food also. I know. It's like it's $10. And like the only taco that I like at Taco Bell, because I get like the chalupa and mm, like the, the crunch does. wrap. Like those are busted. Those, those are If I'm going to get a taco, it's going to be a spicy potato soft taco, which mm-hmm. is $1. I mean, so then am I going to – and you can only get one per order. So I have to go to Taco Bell 10 times in order to get my money's worth out of that $10 taco thing. I'm like, mm. this is this was smart, but not that smart. What, what if secretly Taco Bell is struggling? I thought about it. See, okay, I think after they took away a lot of their vegetarian options, I think that they did lose a substantial portion of customers, which they seem to have realized. Mm-hmm. I think they know because they've brought back the spiced potato soft taco. They brought back the Fiesta potatoes. They're apparently bringing back the Mexican pizza. So I think they they know they they screwed up. They, I don't know why they took those away because the Fiesta potatoes know. were around for a very long time. A long time. time. It was like a hidden gem because it was always there because mm-hmm. it's really just the regular potatoes with the cheese and sour cream on it. And that's it. That's and that's it. Fiesta. Uh, yes. You know, but yeah. <laughs> do, do you do you think Taco Bell is good food? No, no. But no. you eat it anyways. Uh, only under the influence. Under, got it. Right. Got it. It, it, hits. it hits. It hits then. Right. I've had it sober um, less times because each time I get it sober, I'm just like, oh. Because mm. mm. it's not like it's high quality food. It's $1 food. You know? That's true. You know, bean slop and cheese only tastes good when you're like, wow, mm-hmm. bean slop and cheese, you know? Yeah. But like for lunch, I'm like, oh, no. 
Mm-hmm. I can't take so many flies. There's out a lot of flies. Very flies. Why do they love very, us? Very There's not even flies. food. Do you want the water? I don't know oh. what it is. Maybe maybe it's Jasper. He's tracking all the flies. <laughs> he, whenever we let him into the house, he mm-hmm. just stands there sometimes because he, when he rolls around in the grass, my mom used to wipe him off with a towel. So he's trained oh. now that if to just he, like if he's just dirty, to stand there until someone cleans him. Um, That's actually very sweet. And sometimes part of me is like, just come in. Yeah. No one saw you. Yeah. Come inside. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah. And he just stands there. So you have the door open and then the flies go inside. Oh, because oh, he waits outside to be cleaned. Outside, yeah. Oh. Yeah, because he can't come. Even w- and when it's raining especially, he waits outside. Yeah. Very well trained in that wow. sense, but we yeah. didn't intend that to happen. Yeah. He was just... It's just like, stay outside. Way. We need to clean you. Clean but you, now yeah. it's just like... He just sits or stands there. Yeah. But because of that, we've had five fly casualties in the past two weeks. Oh, wow. Because they're coming inside. Yeah. So mm, dead. They're gone. Mm, dead. They're, they're gone, so And then, but he, he keeps on doing it. Yeah, right. Okay. He's Look at him soil. go. Yeah. We have, when we have new soil, he used to just gobble that stuff Eat up. it? I mean, uh, dogs love soil. I dogs guess so. Did, did you, do you have a dog? I did. Okay. He passed in June, but we're getting a new one. I'm sorry. We're getting, it's okay. It's really okay. What breed was your dog? He was a miniature schnauzer. Okay. He was uh, 10 years old. Mm-hmm. Just not very old. For for a small dog. I know. I was like, the hell? I was like, oh. He did, like had liver cancer, and they're like trying to fix it, but it was not working. And then one week in June, he just like rapidly declined in health, stopped eating, and I was like, oh. Oh, my god. Oh, my God. And it was like the timing of this was such so strange oh my god it was like i was going on like a lake house trip thing with some of my friends from high school so like while i'm going there i'm like my parents like "Mm, like bended me pass away and i'm like oh Oh, so so while you were on the trip yeah so then i had to instead of going back to austin i had to go back to katie and then we put him down and Mm -hmm. then (laughs) <laughs> it was a Monday, so I still had to go to my internship. I'm sure I could have, like, <laughs> like they let me take some, like, I told them, like, oh, I'm going to put, like, I told my manager that I was going to have to put my dog down, so I'd be gone for some time. Oh, hello, good dog. Oh. Um, but the the other meetings I had during the day that were not with my manager didn't know that my, oh, oh, the, the no. Tri- oh no, the tripod almost fell. Oh, my God. It's, by the way, is this, let me see something real quick. I got new equipment, by the way. I see. So hello, it hello. Is, it is flashing green. Okay. Except I can't see that because it's so bright. Oh, it is flashing green. Yeah. Is yours flashing green? Yeah. Oh, this is great. Okay, so we're chilling. So it's working. Chilling, yeah. Sorry. Okay, what good. was your dog's name, by the way? His name was Bandit. Bandit. Okay. Bandit. Cute good boy. Name. Yes, very sweet. Yeah. Um. Oh, but like then my um. <laughs> so then my like other meetings I had during the day, I remember I had one with like someone else that I worked with, and she like asked me a lot of things to do, and I'm like. You know, it was like fully like, yes, yes, yes. And she's like, I don't know, that's too much. Like, and it's like, she was like, you don't have to finish it today. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah. If I don't have to finish it today, can I give it to you tomorrow? Like, um, I don't know. She said something along the lines of like, oh, like given your situation, I think she meant the situation was like internship, like given you're an intern, you don't have to finish this all today. Yeah. But she was like, oh, given your situation, like, um, you don't have to finish it today. And I was like, oh, yeah, like, it's been pretty sad, like, now that my dog has passed away. And she's like, oh. oh, oh, what do you mean? I was like, oh, you know, like, one hour ago, we, like, took him to bed and euthanized him, and I'm, I'm back. And she's like, you, and 
damn. <laughs> she was like, she's like, you can, you don't, you don't have, have to do any other work today. Like you could just, you could just stop if you want. I was like, yeah. okay. <laughs> Had you processed it by that point? Obviously, no. Not. I have yeah. all these pictures of me like <laughs> crying with my like, ah, my dog. Oh, yeah, no. dude, that, that's just like dog. Like, for me, I thought okay, when I because I. I kind of had a training period to get a dog mm-hmm, mm-hmm. where I took care of or babysat a family friend's dog. Okay. Um, Jackson, good boy, shout out, RIP. But, Jackson? Um, Jackson, he was a he was a lab. Okay, yeah. okay. What'd I you... thought Jackson was the person's name, but okay. No, no. Dog is Jackson. Dog Jackson. And yeah. I thought the, okay, yeah. sure. So I babysat him and I, and I thought, okay, you know, I can do this. My parents thought, you know, he can do mm-hmm. this. He was trained, so... That's the discrepancy between a trained dog and then a puppy. Yeah. And it was one of those things where you don't realize how much a dog is in your life yeah. until they're actually in your life. So when we got Jasper, it was a full-time job. Yeah. And it's it still is because he's a German Shepherd. So that German yeah. Shepherd trait kind of kicks in where he's like, I'm here. Pay attention to me. Yeah. And he's very, because of that Shepherd trait, he's very um, just not anxious all the time, mm. but... He is always looking after his pack. He's always trying right, to be with right. people and is very like, very much in your life. And it's, mm-hmm. it's so strange. It's one of those things where you know there's like some inevitable. Right. And that you don't want to kind of think about. Right. And whenever I, I've seen people who don't have dogs mm-hmm. deal with people who have had a dog that passed away. Yeah. And to them, it's more of, well, it's. You just knew a, your dog was going to die, and then it did. So why are you it's sad? Not a, I'm not like, a human, it's yeah, not a person. But it's 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 strange. It's because they're your family, and then yeah. you raise them, and yeah. then gone. And I know, and it's like in some ways it's like worse mm-hmm. than like losing a person in some sense because like you become like attached to the dog. It's like more in your life than most people. Yeah, you know, unless your friends live at home with you, like mm-hmm. you know, like huh. Um, but yeah, I think my parents like because now. How'd your parents I, take it? Badly, very badly. Um, they really wanted to like keep his memory alive, so they got a bunch of like bandit memorabilia, and then like friends and family gave us like bandit memorabilia. Memorabilia, as in like one of our family friends like made a mug. With lots of pictures of Bandit that like sits on my dad's. Like, Do you think that's you know, healthy? No. <laughs> and then like you know, my cousin like painted a picture of Bandit, and now it's on like our our mantelpiece mm-hmm. above the fireplace. You know, our fake like not working fireplace, but like you know, it's like up there. You know, if you come in, you'll be like, oh, like that's Bandit. That's Bandit. That's you know, bandit. like in my dad's office, there's like a box of Bandit's ashes in there. I'm like, do you like? And there's like there's like a, another like box in like our living room of like Bandit's old teeth with a picture of it. You know, it's like we really loved that dog Actual a lot. Teeth, like, His baby teeth, yes. And I'm like, and it's oh, like so very sweet. You, you know, you kept the baby teeth when he was he was still going. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. I guess my mom did. I didn't know she did that until like I was like, what is that? And it's like, oh, it's Bandit's teeth. I'm like, that's gross. But <laughs> okay. <laughs> how how do they deal? How are they dealing with it now? Um, they're like, is it better? Yeah, it's definitely better, um, but they still, like, like, I've been, like, saying, like, let's get another dog, let's get another dog, because, like, you miss that, like, sense of companionship, and, like, there's never going to be, like, 
like they're like oh if you get another dog like it's like replacing bandit and i'm like no it's like getting another, another dog. dog right like it's like nothing can replace bandit because he's like that you know that mm-hmm. that's like a, how that's like, like logical sense what? like bandit was this dog and this mm-hmm. is a different one you know mm-hmm. like but i think you do also need to give it some space give it give it a a year or so until oh, you... i gave him six months i'm really pressuring them right now oh you are <laughs> yeah 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 because it's just like i the, the amount that they like I don't know. I just feel like they're really doing it to themselves, you know? And I think, like, part of it, like, part of it from a processing standpoint, like, I don't think they're going to do that much more, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And, like, people have said that, like, when you lose a dog, like, you should try and get another one, like, sometime. Because I feel like when you wait too long, you give up on the concept of a dog. Because, like, it becomes, like, like, you become lethargic about it, Mm -hmm. you know? I don't know if that makes sense. Like, the longer you wait, I feel like the less likely it is you'll get a dog because it'll be, like, a bigger thing. You know, it's like, oh, it's been a year since we've had Bandit. Like, wow, I miss him. You know, but if it's, like, if you're going to continuously, like, reiterate on that memory again and again, it's just going to make it, like, oh, three years ago since we had Bandit, four years ago, oh, Mm -hmm. I miss Bandit. As opposed to, like, but a lot of it is, like, you miss how, like, having a dog made you feel. That the dog would, like, greet you when you come home. That the dog will, like, sit on your lap. That you'll get to take the dog on walks. Like, the dog mm-hmm. will be nice and, you know, and cute and affectionate, blah, blah, blah. But, like, lots of dogs are like that, you know? So, yeah. it's, like, obviously, there's, like, special pieces of Bandit that another dog yeah. won't have. But it's, like, you're going to continue missing, like, a lot of parts of him mm-hmm. if you don't find another way to replace it. I also think that, I mean... Some of the people who I know who've lost dogs, mm-hmm. they don't want to compare that dog. Right. And they, and they feel that they need some space or time before mm-hmm. they jump into committing once again. Yeah. And then starting, I guess, over. Yeah. Which is also strange because reality is that you wouldn't have gotten another dog mm-hmm. if Bandit passed. And right. And that's probably going through their mind also. That in some yeah. sense it could be seen as uh, a replacement. Mm-hmm. But I also get that. I think if you longer, longer you wait, the more of a memory. And I guess you kind of deify yeah. the dog. A yeah. Bit. And it's like, Oh, they're yeah. like, you know, Anyways, how, how did you handle it again? Like, uh, I mean, I like was like, I think it was less traumatizing for me because, um, I didn't live at home, mm-hmm. you know? So then like, but I could see how, it, like, first of all, my parents were doing it badly by, like, or I don't know, not badly, but they just, like, putting all that bandit memory stuff, like, you couldn't not think of bandit every day. You know, if you go to your coffee table, if you go to your office desk and you hold your little bandit mug, you're like, oh, our dead dog. You know, like, mm-hmm. if you go sit in our living room, like, oh, a painting. We have, of two, our dog we have, we have passed, two paintings. You know? of, of Jasper? Grandma did two paintings. Yeah, oh. but I'm taking them. One of them is for my brother, and the mm-hmm. other one is for me. We haven't hung oh. it up or anywhere. I should. I should hang it up. Yeah. Because I should just frame it, actually, because it's not framed. It's just been chilling for Frame and years. hang it up. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I might frame and hang it up because it is quite quite cool. Yeah. But at the same time, I think there's something about just putting a dog over the fireplace. You just walk in, you know? And yeah. And it's like, oh, my gosh. There he is. It's like yeah. the, the ambiance. It's like cool if the dog is there because like, whoa, that dog is so cool. And you're like, there mm-hmm. he is. And... I don't know. But they... I didn't take it as badly, again, because, like, 
they would see him at, like in the places where he would be you know like mm-hmm. when they came home they're like oh darn like bandit doesn't come running to us you know or like which is gonna happen yeah. yeah or like you know my mom has like no incentive to like walk the dog when the dog is not there you know or like mm-hmm. when we like open the patio door like my dad would say there would be lizards on the door so we'd kick the door before opening it and that's like a habit i still do that like when i open the patio door i like kick it twice to like yeah. knock the lizards off i don't think that ever did anything and i don't think there was any lizards <laughs> either but lizards? i just like okay i'll just kick the door mm-hmm. so it, you know the lizards fall off and bandit doesn't eat them and throw up i'm like <laughs> mm-hmm. logic is so flawed but okay jasper used to chase after the lizards yeah and then i had to I have to stop them. I don't see them as much anymore. I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know I where feel like they there went. used to be like lots of lizards in Texas. Yeah. I'd rather have lizards than flies because this is insane right now. This is a lot of flies. Yeah. Wait, so it happened in June, right? Mm-hmm. This happened in June? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's quite, quite recent. Yeah. Really? I guess so. I guess it was yeah. like 2021 was long. Mm-hmm. It was long. How was your, how was your 2021? How was, was your year? It was a lot year? better than 2020. Oh, 2020 really? Very bad. 2020 very bad. was bad? Very bad, yeah. 2021? What, down, what, what went down in 2020? Well, we, we know what it started with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, obviously COVID, but there was just a lot of, like, traumatizing events mm. that I experienced that I don't really want to talk about, but, mm-hmm. like, just, you know, like, traumatizing events that had, like, nothing to do with COVID. You know, but the fact that I had to deal with it in COVID, it's, like, all this bad, bad stuff. Pretty solid. And like, mm-hmm. do it alone, sitting in your room. I'm like, yeah, okay, um, wow. And like, it was like the worst, like, mental pain, like I, I mm-hmm. could, like I have ever experienced. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd say that was amplified because of COVID, because then like there was not really a sense of reaching out. Did you call anyone? Huh? Did you call anyone about yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'd still reach out like over the phone and like mm-hmm. text and stuff, but it's like I feel like that sort of and it doesn't feel as real as like mm. talking in person. It doesn't give the same amount of resolve to some sense, you know? Oh, yeah. And especially from a distraction standpoint, that it it would just feel like I would talk it out, get off the phone, and then like instantly be back in like my sad reality. I'm like Oh, you know, like, mm-hmm. mm, mm, you know, still here. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah. No. How'd you, how'd you guys get, I guess, not knock out of it, but like, how did you eventually deal with it or come to terms with it without getting too specific? Uh, I was in therapy for a long time. Right. Until like three weeks ago. <laughs> I thought, I thought your therapist told you that you were good and you were, you said, yeah, no. yeah, he did. So the school, um, the school is very nice to give us 10 free appointments. Mm-hmm. I had 22 free appointments, so they were like, um, uh, you know. And we, we stretched it. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, oh, okay. So then I had a different therapist through my insurance provider. He was very bad. Mm-hmm. I'm so sure he'll never see this podcast. but Shut And up. he probably doesn't remember my name because I don't think he cared about me. I think he his like, ah. Uh, it was not therapeutic. I would say, like, when you're speaking with a therapist, you should be getting something different out than you would, like, a friend. You know? Mm. Like, your therapist can be your friend, but they also have a degree, a certification. And what, all... what are you looking for? So, it's, like, I would, like, ex- explain, like, maybe some sort of, like, 
a trauma that I've experienced and how that like manifests into anxiety. And like, you know, I showed so like it was concerning that I showed so much more emotional depth than him because I explain like all these feelings and how I want them to go away. And he'd be like, darn, man, that sucks. Like that must be really hard. That you was gotta a, push through, and like I know you, you strong, you can push through. That was I'm response. Like, oh, like I could have talked to a brick wall, and like, what was his background? He was like um, a counselor at um, a high school. Oh, you know, so okay. maybe like I don't know, like maybe the problems you experience in high school can sometimes be like of a lesser degree. Agree. But like they that, could be, but like you know, just in general, like right, the reason you, you go you to, shouldn't be still but like kids, I was still like through it. Get yeah, the, you'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It. It, and it was just like, oh, you know, it needs to be more. Like my my, the school therapist would be able to like process with me like why I feel like this. He could also explain like what's going on in my brain from like a chemical standpoint to like create that, and then give like so ways to diagnosis. Yeah, I mean, he, you know. You know, a professional. Was that, you know, was that his job to diagnose? No, no, no. He was not a psychiatrist. Okay. Um, but like, so he wouldn't like diagnose. Like, he couldn't clinically or medically diagnose anything. But he could at least like, you know, use his knowledge to be mm-hmm. like, hmm, based on what you've told me, you might feel like this because of this. You know, okay. or that like, I don't know. He just had a much more experience and was better. You yeah. know, and he wouldn't say things like sounds like tough. You got pushed through. That's tough. You know, he said like the my, like the bad therapist. He said it in a very nice way, mm-hmm. but I'm just like, why in the world are we paying you like a dollar per minute mm-hmm. <laughs> for you to <laughs> for you to just, just do to that? that? That's like, dang, uh, like that's tough. shocking, you know, especially yeah. like with the because like the reason because he would be, he would always ask like, do you want another appointment? And I would say like yes because not because like he was a great therapist, but because I felt like I should still be in therapy because I'm not like better Mm -hmm. so then i probably have i don't know he was my therapist for basically the entire first four months of like 2021 so i don't know i did but you said you finished three weeks ago oh yeah i went back (laughs) i went back um i got my few appointments back okay they reset every semester you know Mm -hmm. so i i went back for the summer and then also the school semester and then also i started doing uh Oh, hello, dog. I did bi-weekly, like, okay. every other week. Um, so then, like, the longevity was there, and I right. wouldn't, like, blow through all the appointments, like, quickly, yeah. you know? Um, and that worked better. So now, like, if I wanted to do that this semester, I could. And yeah. Would you do it on a routine basis mm-hmm. if you needed to? Like, if you wanted to? What do you mean? That's what I did. Oh, so are you still doing it on a routine basis? Like, no. You're going that's, weekly? Because I know, I know people who go weekly. Yeah, I I went weekly. Like in those, like when I did those twenty two appointments, it was because it was weekly. Mm-hmm. So that was from like May, all the way until mm. November ish. Mostly, uh, most of the time, it was like yeah. weekly. Um, and it helped. Mm-hmm. Okay, it did help. It was good to have like someone who like understood everything, you know, mm-hmm. and to have like a person whose like job is to literally like listen to you. You know, I feel like sometimes, like, with, with like, you don't want to offload. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, like, especially, like, when, I don't know, it's, like, some of the things that I, like, felt 
could not be like necessarily like solved by like me telling someone. Mm. You know, I I was like open about it. Were you looking I, for a solve talking to the therapist? Hmm? You you were looking for someone to give you, hey, here's a path on how you can deal with this. Yeah, okay. and it's like you know, friends couldn't give that to me, which you know, I couldn't give to someone else either. You mm-hmm. know, I don't have. There's reason like you have to go to school to become a therapist and have a degree in the field. You know, mm-hmm. um, it's not like a cure you know yeah like my dad was like like when we did because like before it was free so he didn't care but then like the next like the next like the bad therapist was um not free mm-hmm. and like your insurance will cover it once you like meet the deductible right so it's like we had to like i don't know what the amount was but we had to like mm-hmm. reach a certain amount of money paid before the insurance would like cov- start covering it um so it was like out of pocket for the f- for quite a bit and like after two appointments he's like okay so like hasn't the therapist told you what to do like mm-hmm. can oh, you stop now and i'm stop. like oh it's like he the way he thought it is that like he'll explain the problem the therapist will tell me something and then i'll be like oh wow and then you don't need to go anymore Done. you know but like yeah. like therapy's like an ongoing process you know mm-hmm. it's not like you go to the doc it's not you know it's like, if you want someone to do that, that's a psychiatrist, you know, mm-hmm. where you'll go like, oh, I'll be, I'm sad. And then they'll give you some sort of medication and then mm-hmm. they'll, Off know, that's you it. Go. And yeah. then you're like, okay, bye, you know. Um, Was but, your dad supporting of therapy? Supporting the process? No. No. Okay. Not really. I think it's still, like, very stigmatized mm-hmm. in the South Asian community or just, like, Indian community that, like, therapy means something is wrong with you. Mm-hmm. And you know that's like not correct. Yeah, you know. And I'm like, oh, okay. But like at the same time, like I did feel like something was wrong with me. You know, mm-hmm. like I didn't like how I would be so e like so I could how easily I could just spiral into like uh-huh. chaos or like or you could just see me like be like happy and like you you know like my usual Nikhil self <laughs> and then like you know if if one of my like triggers happened or like I saw someone like, you know, like that, like it could like trigger my anxiety. Right. It was like, mm-hmm. I was like and then I would just go like this. Yeah. And yeah. I'm just like completely silent. And then they're like, Oh, are you okay? And I'm like, will oh. this happen in public settings? Like with friends yeah. and such? Wow. Yeah. And like, it wouldn't be like some sort of like panic attack where it's like very visible, like of like, you know, screaming and crying and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but it'd be like an anxiety attack where, um, like in my head, it's like the world is falling apart. My heart is yeah. being really fast. Like, um, you know, like your mouth starts to dry out and it just like feels so bad. Yeah. But then like on the outside, all it looks like is that I'm just sitting there not saying it's internalized. Anything. Yeah. yeah. It looks like I'm like, oh, I'm just tired. Just and tired. then just like, that's it. But inside you're, just, but inside it's it like, mm-hmm. yeah, like, ooh, you know, like, mm-hmm. I had something similar happen in 2021. Mm-hmm. Not 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 in the sense that I don't know because I was just quiet and a lot of it I a lot of it had to do with just I think COVID-19 mm-hmm. coupled with a lot of things. 2021 it was that scenario where I felt like if anything could go wrong, it, it went wrong. Yeah. Everything went wrong that could go wrong in yeah. any any aspect of my life. Um, and there was just significant pressure from social, extracurricular, academic. Oh, no, he came back. Anyways, mm-hmm. yeah. So that was one of those things where 
in many moments in many social settings i just sit there and i was also quiet which is mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. me um very i guess unusual and uh-huh. the amount of times i got the question i was like are you like why are you quiet it, that was yeah. why are you so quiet um not not are you okay or is everything okay right. just, just why why are you quiet yeah I got that question so many times that yeah. I I, re- I didn't realize that like people were noticing. Yeah. Even even my family members, for example, when I was on call with mm-hmm. my uncle a couple months ago for my birthday, he, we were talking and I was out and it was that I remember that birthday was like specifically very good but also very busy, just one meeting after mm-hmm. the other. Uh and despite that, like I at that moment felt elevated. I was happy mm-hmm. and I was talking to my uncle. My aunt was like, "Oh, you you sound you sound better, Neil." And I was like, "What what does that mean? Uh-huh. <laughs> what does that mean?" And she yeah. said, "Oh, you just COVID made a lot of people who were extroverted a mm-hmm. little bit like you know contained, and mm-hmm. you you get energy out of people, which true and not true. I'm mm-hmm. an, I'm an, I think more fifty two percent introvert. Okay, um, but in some sense that was just to go or to show that oh, like even they." noticed and I, i've talked to them maybe last year i think four or five times like not mm-hmm. that much mm-hmm. so i think now i'm a lot more just amped possibly mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. the pressures of last year are a little lifted yeah but at the same time it was one of those things where legitimate cloud just is like hanging over your head and it's mm-hmm. you 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 want to feel the way people want you to feel right yeah because they're like oh I, like, yeah. we, we want you to be like we want you to be the person you know you you were and yeah it's it's not that easy and yeah one thing i will always appreciate is be, mm-hmm. I, I i talk to people like i think you've met you, you know rohit barricello mm-hmm. and rohit vaidula you met i think on my birthday party. maybe he's a very very tall man he had a okay. mustache you took a picture with them i'll show you afterwards okay you, you will you will remember okay. yes um but Talking to him, Barricello, I think really those two, mm-hmm. and just listening. I think mm-hmm. they didn't try to diagnose. Sometimes when I used to tell people, they said, I don't, I don't know, like, the answer to this or to how to solve this. And yeah. What I didn't want to do was also just, like, just unload everything on them because I've been on the other side of that, and there's also a, a pressure to that, yeah. too. Um, but I think just having people to talk to mm-hmm. was easy, looking back at it therapy would have been good too mm-hmm. Maybe. <laughs> right? yeah, yeah 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 but it was one of those things of i didn't want to i'd want to go to therapy not because of the stigma behind it because my, my family is like okay with with that mm-hmm. she's just like okay if you need help go get help it's more of i don't have time for it you know like mm. i have all these things going on I, I can't i can't like i have this is this is gonna be take up time out of my life and i have mm-hmm. to you know lead this meeting i have to do mm-hmm. finish this project and all that stuff um and that was very i think i've learned now to step back and realize that your work and the thing you're doing and that's not everything you, you do have to prioritize some like some part of you like you have to prior- prioritize yourself and i think i found myself last year just spread thin not priority mm-hmm. prioritizing myself and um i mean there's just a lot more to it but um, 2021, I was hoping would be, hey, COVID is, you know, past, which is yeah. not because, you know, here we are today. Yeah, I know. Um, but it it was it was just one of those things where now I'm, I'm interested to see what happens when I go back to Austin, because I think I don't want to say it was setting based. 
I think a lot of it had to do again the things that were bothering me the past couple of months kind of cleared up a little bit. Um, but you said 2021 was good for you, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What did you do in 2021 or last year? I guess. Oh, last year. Um, what was the vibe? I don't know. I felt like you know, obviously COVID wasn't gone, mm-hmm. but I feel like we all acted like it was gone, and nothing bad really happened. Mm-hmm. I was like shocked. I was like, huh? You know, like good. You know, yeah. like in March got first dose april got the second you know fully vaccinated in may like like that i remember okay like during spring semester it was like i would hang out with people Mm -hmm. again and i'd get tested weekly and i was like still like scared of covid but like was less scared than like in 2020 you know um still wouldn't go to like bars or like or like places without a mask and stuff and i'd still ask my friends to get tested within like some duration prior to us hanging out yeah and back when testing was super easily available and you could just go spit in a tube and get it back mm. very in one day you, you know just walk in yeah you just like and then you're out okay thanks <laughs> thanks <laughs> um so it was good to like just like i kind of like reconnect with people after like that 2020 because like i i you feel distant from people in 2020? very much so it's like i like self-isolated i had a lot of like relationship anxiety um that stemmed from like a very bad experience Mm -hmm. and then that would make me just be like oh everyone hates me which was like not true but i would just be too scared to reach out because it could either confirm or deny that fact and that risk would make me scared that if i you know there's like there's no reason for them to hate me so i'm sure they Mm -hmm. don't you know, but my anxiety would be like, mm, but what if they do? Yeah. What do they do? Because I had an instance where, like, I thought everything was fine and with one of my friends, and then it wasn't. And then I was, like, shocked, you know? Um, and that affected me very negatively. I didn't process it well because I was already, like, down bad by then. Mm-hmm. So then it just kind of exploded in my head. And then it was like, you know what I mean? Like, if yeah. we didn't talk for, like, five months, I'd be too scared to reach out because I'm like, what if the reason we haven't talked in five months is because of me? Y- As opposed yeah. to, like, oh, we're both busy, so neither of us reached out in five months, you know, mm-hmm. which is what it would be, you yeah, know? But I yeah. was like, <gasps> I, what's going on? I yeah. can't, I, like, I, I won't, I feel you that. know? I feel that. And yeah. it was just way too, and it was in my head, you know? Mm-hmm. But in 2021, I started getting over that, you know? And I would text a friend that I hadn't texted in five months, and they'd be like, mm-hmm. oh, hey, what's up? What's, oh, yeah. we have to catch up on five months of our lives. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah let's do that. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It was one of those things where I got, I, I was a little bit, rightfully so, as everybody, I think most people mm-hmm. should be afraid of COVID. Because mm-hmm. the thing was, my parents were coming to Austin every three weeks because mm-hmm. I'm their youngest little baby that mm-hmm. have to see me. So uh-huh. even though I told them, do not. Yeah. They would come and I also did not want to get COVID. Uh-huh. I did not want to, you know, just be in a bed right. for a week. So I was also very cautious and I just really hung out with my roommates plus Sean. That's it. <laughs> End of list. Mm. Yeah. And that kind of separated me from people who were just maybe a building across. Yeah. And and that was the strangest thing that even though they were building across, they felt like they were tens of miles away. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those things where when I got the vaccine, I began, you know, hitting up people again. Yeah. And saying, hey, what's up? And they're kind of like, who, who the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> not not you know, more in sense like yeah. I haven't talked to this guy yeah. in a while. And yeah. I tried reaching out and. For mm-hmm. me, as in they tried reaching out. For me, it was okay. You know, let's like f- the I need to get vaccinated. Yeah. For example, my my best friend for of 
15 years. I uh-huh. saw him in December after a year and a half. He goes to mm-hmm. OU, but uh-huh. there were many moments where we could have met up, but there were COVID scares on his end, my uh-huh. end, and all. So I had the same thing where I thought, okay, should I should I reach out? Do, mm-hmm. do they want to? Do they care anymore? Uh-huh. Yeah, and it, it was it was very... It's very strange, but I think if you get past that hurdle, then it kind of it's like ripping off the bandaid a little yeah. bit. Yeah. But I had a similar problem where in college, at least the first two years, and mm-hmm. it really, I think the more I went through college, the less I felt the need to take up all the oxygen in the room. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it had to do with, I think, the first two years being a projection of certain things that happened before. So, mm. for example, high school, middle school, people knew who... I was. Mm-hmm. And people know. Okay, high school's smaller than you think, and I think yeah. everybody knows who everyone is. Um, and but it was one of those things where there was a knowing of okay who I was, but it wasn't. It was kind of, kind of like oh, it's that you know that, that film guy or like we don't. Mm-hmm. College was the first time where I felt that oh, people actually want to know me, mm-hmm. and that's weird because I've never felt that before. Mm-hmm. I didn't know people like wanted to know me. Well, what does that have to yeah. do with yeah. And my my reaction to it was, oh, maybe they want something. Maybe they mm-hmm. from me. Maybe they see there's like something they need. Mm-hmm. And there was that. And I also thought, okay, the part that people seem to like about me is mm-hmm. my energy. So mm-hmm. maybe the energy is something I should hone in on. Maybe mm-hmm. I, that should be my personality. And, it, and it's a problem when you try to find a personality. Mm-hmm. And I thought, yeah. okay, if I am this person, yeah, right, then then all will be well because mm-hmm. if they really get to know who I really am, then that's a problem. You yeah. Know, I thought, I thought, okay, maybe, maybe yeah. they won't like that person as much. Mm-hmm. And I think halfway in to college, I realized, you know what? Fuck it. I don't, yeah. I don't care. Like, yeah, I am energetic, but I don't feel the pressure to be that person all the time. Mm-hmm. And that, that also, that also helped. Yeah. Did you, did you feel, I had the same, mm-hmm. same thing. Mine was in a less, le- like a less of like a realization and more of just like, I don't care anymore. Mm. I don't know. I don't care I, anymore either. Yeah. 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 No, not even like an empowering way. Yeah. It was like, I don't, it, it was, I didn't care to fake it anymore. Oh, okay. It was not okay. like a, I'm going to be myself. It was like, <laughs> I'm sad and I'm tired of pretending yeah. like I'm not, you know, mm-hmm. because like I was good at faking it, you know, mm-hmm. um, like you wouldn't, you wouldn't be able to tell. Whereas mm-hmm. now it's like I, especially during junior year, I felt like I really had like two personalities. There was mm-hmm. like the regular one that everyone looked, was like, oh, and it feels so fun, hehe. <laughs> and then like the other one, which was like, just like, yeah. mm, you know, that's like having like all these swirling dark thoughts in my head. It was like not, you know, boisterous or fun to. I was not fun to be around. Like you know, like when I was but like that, that thing, you know. That's the thing is like at that at that point. That is one, like, I don't know, the whole the whole idea of, like, someone not being fun, right? Like, mm-hmm. I, I, I was, for the longest time, I mean, surrounded by people who were just looking for that, just for fun. And, mm-hmm. and, that's, and, that, and that's fine if, like, it's a peripheral friendship. But, it, it, I don't know, it's, it's one of those things, like, there's that pressure to be fun. It's, there's that pressure to be energetic, and, and, and you feel like you have to do that. And that, at some point, closed me up. I said, no, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not going to feel pressure to be whatever you want me to be. I'm not feeling it right now, so mm-hmm. I'm just going to kind of close up a little. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, like, with me, it's like, 
when I was really, really going through it, I didn't really want to hang out, but I didn't want to be alone, Mm -hmm. which is like a bad dichotomy. And then it was like, you know, when I would, would hang out with my close friends, a lot of times, you know, I would end up like dumping my feelings on them, mm-hmm. which they didn't mind. But like, I don't know, you know, I wouldn't come back from like hanging out with someone and be like, that was so f- fun. fun, you know, uh, like I told them about how sad I am. And then, you know, they gave, you know, comfort and advice. And, you know, I processed some things and blah, 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 you know, mm-hmm. but I'd be like, Damn, you know, and I, I think like 2021 was finally the point where I could like try and put that behind because it wasn't so like in the thick of it, you know, like time had passed. Like I can try, mm-hmm. you know, like being instead of being like 50 50, like happy, sad, or it was really yeah. more like 80, like 20, 80, 80 right. being the sad. So like I could like, you know, put myself out there again. And I did like lots of fun things during, um, 2021 and mm-hmm. i traveled a lot i made a great second of the day video i have to show it to you oh a what so video second of the day what is that oh second of the day okay, yeah one second, second every day, day. Yeah, yeah. yeah um that video very good you know Fire. it was very helpful for my yeah. mental health because when i sometimes when i'd be feeling down i could like watch that and like have all these happy moments to like just like look at and mm-hmm. then be reminded of like you might be sad right now but like you know tomorrow you can continue making like happy memories like these you know yeah. um or even like acknowledging like how many happy memories I was like making, even though I was sad, you know, yeah. that gave me hope. And I think hope, oh, and faith. Mm-hmm. I like really turned to Hinduism in mm-hmm. like October, 2020. I was already, I was like always Hindu and, and stuff, but like, um, I don't know. October of 2020 was like when, I considered, like, 2020 to be characterized by, like, five different traumatic events that manifested into, like, my mental health issues. Mm-hmm. Like, you know. Um, Did you have mental health issues before 2020? No. No. Like, I had, like, you know, periods of, like, I feel anxious. I feel sad. What, what was but, the like, drive behind joining? Because like, I know you were a um, you were mental health ambassador for UBC, right? Mm, sort, sort of, of. Okay. sort of but you were part of another mental health organization i was in yeah yeah the mental health advocacy work i did during sophomore year and this is before right yeah that was so actually was before that um i mean i had still like experienced like men like fleeting mental health issues i guess you know like uh more situational but not things and like nothing yeah nothing to like create long-standing issues Mm -hmm. um but just the fact that it was like very forbidden to talk about it as a male but also as like an indian person i felt like should be like broken down so i did do like um advocacy work in the business school Mm -hmm. in the south asian community and within the counseling and mental health center itself um those those flies just yeah. There's so many flies. No, no, that that those two flies just had intercourse. Oh, ew. Yeah, just just by my mug. Oh, yeah. Sorry, you were completely. That's con- gross. Please okay, you were uh, saying something. Very no, serious. yeah, no, no, no. Um, no you're totally good. <laughs> Bug sex, yay. <laughs> um, but those things that I did ended up being damaging in the end. Mm. Why is that? Um, 
it was because like I was not in a very good place mentally Mm -hmm. and also like when you I didn't do anything to improve my mental health except advocate for others to improve theirs Mm -hmm. so then I would always feel like a consistent pressure like how can I be the chair of this mental health stuff if my mental health is so bad how can I like preach all these things that you should do when I do none of them you know Mm -hmm. when I when I spread myself I guess doing like those three mental health initiatives and then also like my consulting organization, the leadership program, and Indian Student Association, and I was on exec for all of those. Well, what was so, the need to kind of spread yourself that thin or do that's that like much? A, yeah, that's like another. It's another ordeal. Um, I guess I can explain that after the mental health advocacy mm-hmm. part. But it was like the having that pressure to like have good mental health made it feel worse. You know, I was like, I don't deserve to be, like, putting on this mental health week because my mental health is shit. You know, like, who am I to say, like, if you meditate, you'll feel better. I don't meditate, and I feel bad. But I'm sure if I did meditate, I would mm-hmm. feel good. You know, like, what kind of BS is that? I was like, like, this sort of imposter syndrome. And then also just the fact that it's still so hard. Like, I wasn't strong enough to continue. And I mm-hmm. f- admit that. I think that takes that takes proper mental health in order to admit that. That, like, driving myself into the ground to advocate for random people that I don't know is not healthy or sustainable Mm -hmm. or anything that I want to continue doing, which is why I don't do any of those things anymore, you know? Um, But I think it is important. You know, mental health advocacy is still important. It's just, like, I learned that I was not the one to do that until I could bring myself to a place where I could, Mm -hmm. you know, which is not now. Even now. I don't think I'll get involved with mental health advocacy work um, maybe ever again, mm-hmm. just because I don't want that pressure. Because mm-hmm. um, it, it was hard, you know, like when we'd like plan these events and there's just so much stigma behind them. Like people should come to workshops on suicide prevention mm-hmm. and like taking care of mental illness and like recognizing. I'm very tempted to just get a fly swatter. You know, I'm going to get a fly swatter and just like whack. You're going to? I'm going to do it. Yeah. Okay. BRB in like two seconds. Very efficient fly swatter. So if, if people hear just a whack on the table, I just kill the fly. I can, do, I can go for that one, right? Yeah. Oh, you killed it. Oh, but that was that was the intent. I know. Yeah, okay. Nice. Let's just kind of brush it off. Okay, I mean, then can I kill one too? Go ahead, yeah. <laughs> I'm not get canceled. Oh, my God. <laughs> Killing flies. I don't know if I can... Me saying, I'm back to Hinduism and I love Hinduism, but I am going to kill God's creation. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Alrighty. Uh, mm. <laughs> Should I? I feel like you want okay. to. <laughs> Have you ever killed a fly before? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but like. <laughs> on camera. Not recently. Up. Like sometimes I like see a fly in my bathroom. I'm like, you're lucky. <laughs> You're lucky. I, I've just done prayer, so I'll just go to sleep. Uh, I'll have, stupid yeah. fly. There's, but there's a, oh my gosh. Why? <laughs> Sorry, as you were saying. What? Oh, what was I saying? Um, is that people will come to events that are like fun. Jasper, we're talking about real stuff here. Yeah, come on, Jasper. Just over there barking. Bark, bark. Jasper, no, we're stop. Gonna, we're going to send you in. He, he, he. I, I, every time I'm Wait, like, can the mic hear him? It could, it probably can't pick oh. up on something in the background. The thing is, like, 
he always does something, and then you, you, you're like, Jasper, what are you doing? Yeah. He looks at you like, what did I do? But yeah. He knows what he's doing. He like, knows. Like, whenever he's trying to eat the soil when he was younger, my mom would come out, and then he, like, just starts sniffing the air as if he got As a, if he's not doing that. Not doing no, anything. Not yeah. me. Man has a mind of his own. My mom Silly blames doggy. me. She's like, oh, he's like you. He doesn't, doesn't <laughs> listen. Which is true. Which is, I, I do give my mom a hard time sometimes. Mm, Shout out. Enough. Shout out, Mama Potis. <laughs> yeah. I, think he's, I think he's done barking. It's really hard to get to people to come to like mental health related events. Mm-hmm. Um, Why do you think that is? There's like stigma still. Really? Yeah. yeah. Even if there's not stigma, it's like the kind of thing where like it's not like a fun sounding thing. Mm. You know, slam like, the stigma. It, wasn't that? Wasn't right, that? That was whole... yeah. That was a, that was our most successful men the event called Slam the Stigma. Uh-huh. Um. And that was where, like, we had a panel of South Asian speakers speak about, like, their their troubles and everything. And it was it was good. I mean, but we still had to incentivize it with free samosas and chai, which made sure that people would come. And I think people – I think having, like, incentives was, like, really important because we marketed the samosa and chai. But, like, you had to stay till the end mm-hmm. to get it. And people stayed till the end. And they enjoyed it. And they got samosas and chai as opposed to, you know, like, if we made it grab and go, those people would have grabbed – Gone. And gone. They're and gone. then I'd be like, okay, so how are you going to disrespect all these people who are about to like mm-hmm. open up and share? And you know, like, stop, you know, right. listen to them. Um, but it's really hard to to do, I don't know, like that one was successful, but a lot of the things that I planned were not, mm-hmm. you know. And if they were successful, like if people showed up, it was like because I texted like 25 people, please come to my event. And then 30 people would come, 25 of them were like directly because I did. So like yeah. in terms of like, organic people who would come to this five you know like mm-hmm. that's not good and it's like it's it's hard because it's like difficult to like think about when you would be willing like the circumstances where you'd be willing to go to a mental health mm-hmm. event you know like let's say like i did a workshop on helping a friend in distress and i picked that topic because like it doesn't necessarily have to do with you that you would go to that workshop to be more educated on how to help your friends. Yeah. Which doesn't mean that there's anything wrong mm-hmm. with you, you know? And still, like, that was, like, a difficult thing to get attendance for because it's, like, it just opens up this whole thing of, like, why would you come? Mm. Do you, are you in distress? Are you the friend in distress? Like, why do you need a workshop to help yeah. to figure out how to I help your friend? That, and yeah. I'm, like, okay, like, maybe you don't. But at the same time, like, um, I feel like there's lots of, instances where I've seen where like people like share deep stuff and someone doesn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. I felt like that. And I've seen a lot of, you know, and I've seen other people and I've seen people like do that with me where like I would share my stuff and then they'd be like, Oh, and, you know, and then they just don't know what to say. And I'm yeah. like, okay, well there are things you could say. Um, maybe mm-hmm. we should have a workshop to see, you know, like to help. And it was a helpful workshop. It was good. The content was great. And I think like, People who like came like took some value out of it, but it's like if I didn't ask twenty five people to come to this workshop, we would have had so was five the wor- or less was the people. workload also draining? The workload was so draining because yeah. you'd still have to like meet with all these people to make make the content, make someone from the counseling and mental health center come. You'd have to book all these reservations. Okay. Bad dog. <laughs> <laughs> I like led a committee. I'd have to get approval from like the school to do things. I'd have to get funding from like combs blah 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 you know like mm-hmm. there was all sorts of like things that i have to do to like put together this event just for it to like you know like 
yeah. can have people not come and like it's just like a really draining process mm-hmm. but even from now i feel like mental health advocacy has taken like a s- sharper turn towards like social media whereas instead of like hosting events p- accounts will like post i've seen that yeah quotes or mm-hmm. like things and that like reaches a larger mu- like much larger audience than like my events could ever could mm-hmm. and i think that the impact is less you know but it still like can be helpful mm-hmm. i i followed mental health accounts um just because some of the things that they say i'm like that's reasonable you know like and yeah. i have like a motivation app on my phone that gives me like motivating things every day mm-hmm. actually twice a day maybe three times a day it it really sends me all these things like yeah. you're okay i'm like oh my god thank you <laughs> thank you motivation app um, but I feel like that's like a reasonable turn for where like mental mm-hmm. health advocacy has gone into. It's just right. like in putting it in the media, and then I just think I don't know. But still, like the biggest thing is like having those hard conversations and mm-hmm. having someone break it down verbally or having someone share their experience is all so much more powerful than any like Instagram quote yeah. can be. Yeah. So I'm. I don't know. I would you say your mindset changed in terms of who you surrounded yourself with, how you kind of, of course, talk to yourself after going through therapy. What, what would you say the one of the biggest differences was? Um. Yeah, I didn't change who I surrounded with. Mm-hmm. Um. That wasn't really an issue, I guess. Right. Um. But it was more like I would have to have more it was more like in my head I would combat my anxiety more. Mm-hmm. You know, where before I had like the the trauma response of like just believing it, you know. So for like the easiest one to talk about and explain and like I guess semi relatable one, mine yeah. The most relatable one is like the the friend situation right where you haven't reached out to someone for five months mm-hmm. you know so the anxiety is saying they haven't reached out to five months because they hate you and yeah. you know you're a terrible person and and they know it mm-hmm. they know you suck and and that's why they haven't reached out in five months and uh, you know and like gr- like growing through that was like even though those thoughts were still happening it was like combating with like no maybe they're just busy you're busy mm-hmm. too you didn't reach out for five months either you know, relationships are a two-way street. Exactly. You can just text yeah. them, and if they don't respond, then who cares? You know, mm-hmm. like, like low-key, like, if you can go five months without talking with them, like, they're not necessarily essential to your daily life. Maybe they're still an important person, but it's, mm-hmm. like, in the scenario that, like, they don't respond and don't talk to you, um, well, they've gone five months without it, you know? Yeah. But if they do, then, like, look, you know, like, that's, like, extra fuel mm-hmm. to fight your anxiety because instead right. of, like, fixating on the one time where someone you know left me without really explaining Mm -hmm. why you know like here's all these other instances where like you thought that was happening and it didn't Mm. and like that's how the self-talk changed it was not necessarily that i had like really positive self-talk of myself because i still don't but it's more that i reinforce and argue against my anxiety in order to like push myself to to you know yeah so that's been really helpful in just making sure I stop like spiraling and having mm-hmm. his anxiety attacks and get so stressed out over a stupid like text message on whether or not I should send it, you know, like yeah. those things shouldn't, you know, I shouldn't put mm-hmm. more thought into that. Like then like just two seconds, it, yeah. you know, it's like, okay. Uh huh. I, 
that that was one thing I wanted to prioritize. I think going into this year, that was like making sure that I I, I had learned this from one of my I guess friends from in my pre, my internship in, in the summer, and she had said that like for me at least it was a matter of okay like I felt disconnected a lot during that summer because again because of COVID I couldn't mm-hmm. reach out to people felt that I couldn't and it was one of those things where okay it's been so long should should I do it will, mm-hmm. will they be like yo what the fuck like what's going on here um and I still reached out but it was one of those things where based on what my friend told me she had said look you're in a situation where it's your final year of college you're going to be busy no matter what. And that's going to be something that progresses with you throughout life. One thing that you want to do is no matter how busy you are, make sure you still let people know that like, you know, you, you appreciate them and you, mm-hmm. you still like want them to be in your life. That doesn't mean you spread yourself thin. Mm-hmm. If anything, you prioritize and you decide, okay, who really matters to you? Because people also have, or other people also have feelings and mm-hmm. they're, similar in some sense even if there might be like a certain level of stoicism that they carry with them which is Uh oftentimes something i'm accused of Uh (laughs) but um yeah my mindset did change in that sense and i I think a lot of it had to do with when it came to my friends i do put like 200 percent of myself into it but based Mm -hmm. off previous experiences i realized okay is that even worth it and learning the balance between over relying on someone but also making sure you're still a good friend and you're there for mm-hmm. them. That was, I think, the balance that I was trying to like. I was trying to find. Yeah. Um, what was your reaction to when COVID happened? I thought it wasn't real. You know, I feel yeah. like everyone had this whole like sense of like terror. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. it was like, oh, like, are we gonna fucking die? <laughs> like are we all just gonna I mean, die I mean, and the yeah, world so, ends yeah. and like people were like yeah and i was like oh yeah. shoot like mm-hmm. this virus is just gonna kill everyone and then our life is over it was airborne that was a thing no yeah it, this was a disaster that you couldn't see in front of yeah, you. yeah it wasn't like the cheese touch or you know mm-hmm. like i mean yeah or you poke them and like mm, you have the cheese touch yeah, too the cheese you're touch. like hee hee but yeah. this was like just like more severe free, than the cheese yeah, touch yeah how could it be worse cheese touch <laughs> oh no um, what was the re- what, what was your personal reaction to having to be quarantined and then cut off? Well, from? first it was fine because mm-hmm. I was having a horrible um, semester. Okay, starting off twenty twenty. We started off twenty twenty. You start making food like everybody else. Yeah, during quarantine. Yeah, okay. prior to it, no. Um, it was just like you know, like all those extracurricular involvements mm-hmm. that I was like saying I was doing spread me way too thin. You know, like six different org slash leadership positions. Like, why did I think that was Okay, you know, like I did care about all of that. I asked that question earlier. Yeah. What, what was the reason for? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, part of it came from like an external need for validation. Mm-hmm. I think growing up, I didn't get validation a lot, especially being the only child. Like all the pressure was on me. So, like, long story short, it's just like if I couldn't get this validation from my parents, but I could, but I I would get it from like the orgs that I was involved in. You know, like even in high school, that's where it kind of like started taking off. I guess is that um, high school people just don't really care about like organizations and i just like could not comprehend why i was like why like this is your position and you don't do it mm-hmm. like how do you not feel any sort of sense of obligation to like fulfill your job as treasurer yeah. like i don't get it you know i was like and i would mm-hmm. and then like in most orgs that i was in i was like the one who tried the most and then i would people would be like wow Nikki, like good job 
like, wow, you did that all yourself. Or like, wow, you're really good at planning this, you know? And I'd be like, I'd get that validation. And then I, it was kind of like a high and I'd want it more mm. and I would join more things. And like, I did like, I did care about all those things, you know, it's, yeah. but I just, I like, couldn't, um, distinguish like what I should and shouldn't care about, mm. I guess, you know? When was a moment where you, where you realized that and you kind of limited yourself in scope? Well, in junior year, I did like no leadership things. I didn't mm-hmm. take on leadership anywhere. Um, and that was because of the break mm-hmm. of like sophomore year, where I was like just so spread thin. I felt like I couldn't like, I couldn't commit 100% to any leadership position because like, you know, like, mm-hmm. oh my God. Um, but I couldn't commit a hundred percent to anything. So I was like, wow, you know? And then I would just literally like, I literally had like a Google calendar or, you know, just mm-hmm. a block of color, you know? Yeah. And I was like, Oh my God. Like I spent winter break, um, before like after sophomore fall, like I spent that winter break planning like so many things for all my orgs. I can check like some of my Finsta actually, if you look, I have like these 35 things that I accomplished over winter break to be more prepared extracurricularly for like spring. Mm-hmm. And it still was so much. And then it still all got canceled with COVID. So I was mm-hmm. like, I give up, you know, like that was my mm-hmm. breaking point. I was like, nothing I do matters. It's not worth sacrificing myself to like do these things. You know, it's, does it make sense for me to put 200% to things that will give me like 4% back, you know, like, mm-hmm. um, the same way with people like I just realized like I was a kind of like gung-ho like gives it my all everywhere and I still am like that to some extent but like to a a healthier extent Mm -hmm. you know I'll give a hundred percent not 200 you know I'll give it my all but I won't give more than what I can you need to you know um so I would unfortunately me finding uh healthy boundaries and making smart decisions took a full breakdown mm. and therapy. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, but here we are now. Here we are. Here we are. Here yeah. we are. Yeah. The pandemic was a weird one. Well, I mean, yeah. I said it's a weird one. That's an understatement. And I guess we're still, we're, we're still in one. it. It's a pa- like Andrew Yang, apparently yesterday I saw on TikTok. Um, he thinks that it will end by the end of this year because apparently pandemics usually last three years and that Omicron that I don't, I don't follow Andrew Yang. I don't really follow any politicians very much, so I don't know where mm-hmm. he got this knowledge from, but I didn't fact check any of it, so it might be spreading misinformation. So viewers at home, <laughs> do your own research. Don't listen to me. I'm a poo-poo business major. Um, but apparently pandemics like last around, like usually last three years, and the fact that Omicron is so contagious but not very uh, like symptomatic or like deadly, I guess, is like, a good sign because it means that while a lot of people will get it, it will build up like a natural immune response to I've it. heard of that and then I've like you know it's the yeah. same way that like not every person gets the flu every year you know like maybe mm-hmm. you will there's a chance you will you can like vaccinate get your like flu these shot these flies are really mad that really... we just total okay here's here's another one. Oh, like, they knew they knew they're watching I'm us. that one you... i'm gonna kill that one oh, god. oh they're eating the friend they're eating the friend oh my god oh they are yeah so ascent apparently that like the fact that it's getting weaker is good and then we'll all build like a natural immune response to it so that like will be okay because mm-hmm. when you think about it like the deadly covid people aren't like getting that really you know mm-hmm. but yeah. like their body is like enough Not immune response and mm-hmm. stuff to like fight that and then like 
you know, they've talked about herd immunity and being vaccinated. There's also like the herd immunity that comes from like contracting COVID, having antibodies, and then like being okay afterwards, yeah. you know? So hopefully we're good later. Mm-hmm. Where it literally becomes as mild and as lack of concern as the flu. Where the flu still has like some concern. Yeah. You go get your flu shot, but like I'll go do like my little flu shot covered my like health insurance and Mm-hmm. CVS once and then call it a day. Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah. It's freaking 63 degrees and it feels like it's 75. The sun is like directly on my face. Yeah. Oh, how have you been doing with that? I've been going like this. Yeah. Okay. Are you, <laughs> you're not sweating. You haven't broken I'm not a sweat. sweating because it's yeah. not like I don't feel hot, yeah. but I'm just like, there is sun on this side of my face and not uh-huh. on this side. So I'm like, hmm. Okay. So I might like become more tan on this side and. Oh. Oh, <laughs> it'll be like your bright side and your yeah. dark side. Oh, no, yeah. I'll always just like pose a picture like this. Yeah, just, 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 like just on, on the yeah. side. What do you have planned for the rest of your break? Um, well, I'm, I'm leaving on Thursday, so mm. what's today? Monday. So yeah. I'm gonna see some friends on Wednesday, and I'll I'll leave <laughs> the next right, day. Right. But I guess also I can just like ra- round out our like mental health conversation. Mm-hmm. I feel like. Having people who are there to support you is very good. Mm-hmm. It's good. Um, but I guess for me, it's like, I don't know. What I realized is like with a, at the end of the day, it's up to me. Exactly. There's nothing yeah. anyone else can do. Mm-hmm. There's nothing anyone else can say. Um, yeah. And I think like that was a realization I need to come to. I mean, I'm like... Kind of struggling with this, like right now, I guess. Where like I have like a large quantity of friends, mm-hmm. and I have friends who I can like rely on, and friends who like support me. Mm-hmm. But maybe not to just like the strong enough extent that I feel like you do. Mm. Where I wouldn't say like, oh, this person is like my ride or die, you know. Yeah. And I think like and I don't say that all the time, just just because I don't want to put that pressure on. No, on no, no. Yeah, I'm yeah, right. I know. But yeah. I guess like for me, it, it's been harder to prioritize. Mm. I think like yeah. for me, I've had to stop prioritizing that. I think I would prioritize. You think you're a people pleaser? Mm-hmm. I would prioritize people too much. So instead, by prioritizing myself, relationships became more about like. I guess like caring for that person, but to a lesser extent than I did before, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Before I'd care too much, you know, I, I, I yeah. think you know what it means to like care too much. I, yeah. So yeah. now it's more like an, an equal, like I care about lots of people. Lots of people care about me, but I'm not giving anyone 200% and in return, no one else is. That's a massive, massive fly. fly. Yeah. Oh no. No. That was a smart fly. It's not dead. It was so big. Um, I like how the mic is just gonna pick up audio peaks. It's it doesn't. It, no, it will. It'll be like just a just a peak in the audio. Oh, yeah. Oh. Which is fine. It's okay. It's part of the experience. Mm. Part of the mango time experience. So. Mango time. Yes. Um, but I was as, as I was saying is that like it's really nice to have friends who like will support you through those things. And I don't want to say that I didn't, mm-hmm. but I feel like at the the end of the day, it's a lot it's, up to it's, you. It's hard because like yeah. I think like. I don't know. I've seen this like on, and like YouTube comments and like and like just other, other things like mm-hmm. like other social media things, 
that people are going through it and they don't have that support. Yeah. And I think like that's like probably the hardest part is if you don't have that support because everyone will say like, oh, I have these great friends who I relied on. And like what happens? What if your problem is that you don't have yeah. those great friends? That, you know, that it's, is it's true. Like, yeah. Who are you going to rely on to be like, I have no friends? You know, like mm-hmm. what will, which like, I don't know. It's like, I feel like that's a reality. And I definitely won't say like, oh, I have no friends, blah, blah, blah. Like mm-hmm. definitely had support. And well, I can't even say like, blah, yeah. blah, blah. Like, I did it all myself. I fixed my mental health all by myself, Mm. you know, because that's very incorrect. But it's like, I think part of healing has to also be like prioritized from you. Mm -hmm. I think like for people who are going through like a mental health issue, you know, a lot of it can come like can be helped to some extent by like having faith in you. Because I've found so much toxicity and like internal toxicity in like needing the reliance of other people from when I was not in my best mental state, you know, mm-hmm. for me to like need my friend to tell me that I'll be okay. Or I needed someone to like listen to me, like say sad stuff. And like, you know, like they would, you know, they would say like, you'll be okay. Like, or they would like listen to me like, blah, 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 blah. But at the end of the day, it's like, it's with the conscientiousness that maybe I need that right now, but mm-hmm. it cannot become a dependency. Yeah. That just like in your, right. in your time of like when you're down, it's okay to depend on them, but it's not okay to become dependent. Exactly. Because when you yeah. become dependent, yeah. that's when you become some, you could become a, a burden, you know? Burden. And that's what, I was, and, yeah, that's what yeah. I was talking about originally. It's like, it's just, in the end of the day, it's still like, it's, I don't want to say it's an individual solitary yeah. thing. But I was also at that point of, I don't want to just keep on calling this this guy every day and, yeah. and saying, "Hey, so what's going on? It's, yeah. It sucks right now." And and that yeah. was something I had to also learn to kind of back off on. And 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 I, and I think was able to do in the in the beginning. But you're right. Yeah, you you don't want to just dump every single thing or emotional mm-hmm. dump every single time, and. Um, sorry, you, you, you were saying. Oh, yeah. Um, and, like, that's where I feel like a therapist comes in. Mm-hmm. You can dump everything on them. Their job is – they get paid, you know, for you to do that. And, like, that's where, like, having that sort of, like, relinquishing that control allows you to process it in a healthier way where they don't have, like – first of all, they can't go tell anyone else. There's mm-hmm. no worry, like, they're going to tell someone else. First of all, even if they could tell someone else, who the frick are they going to tell? <laughs> their wife or something like yeah. okay tell tell her i don't care yeah, you know but like also yeah. you're breaking like but also HIPAA, that, yeah. so maybe you <laughs> won't do that you know and then also like they're being paid you know like this is their job like you can tell them and you mm-hmm. you should you know because like they remember like that's the point of having a therapist you know like mm-hmm. he'll he'll be able to reference things that i've told him before and be like this is a recurring problem or like you've had a problem like this before you know and like and in a way that is like better than like what your friends can and i'm not saying you have to have a therapist instead of a friend but i think it's most important to like to heal is to prioritize healing and figuring out what you need to do Mm -hmm. in order to achieve that if that's like having support from friends that's good but that i can promise you like when you heal support from friends is is like is not enough Mm -hmm. you know it's also like making some sort of change in your life to try and ensure that like these sorts of things won't happen to you again you know Mm -hmm. it's changing your mindset in terms of like hmm these things you know 
bother me a lot right, how can i right. make that stop you know and that that you, those answers are hard to find that's literally what you go to a therapist for you mm-hmm. know to, to figure that exactly. out over time yeah, and like now i can tell you like what things cause me anxiety i can tell you what will trigger me and potentially make me spiral but i can also tell you all the things that i'll do to stop it mm-hmm. you know and like that that's that's growth that's like healing and that's like what i've learned to to work on because there's never going to be a day where it just like one day I've been dealing with mental illness or like mental health issues. And then the next day it's like, I'm better now. Yep. I'm good. Yeah. You know, there's no magic pill. Just like, I'm happy now, you know? Yeah. Um, so I think just like understanding that, you know, mental health is a process Yeah. and that mm-hmm. figuring out what you need, you know, once you figure that out, you can, can give yeah. it to yourself you know you can get it from the people around you you can get it from yourself you can get it from the things that you do and then ideally you know that'll put you in a better place and then you know with time you know that works when you spend more time prioritizing yourself than you do worrying about things or experiencing mm-hmm. pain you know those things will balance out and i think that that's part of the reason that like i've been able to get through to this year yeah no, I, that that is that is true. Like you, you don't want to over rely on certain things. Mm-hmm. Like I think for me, it was the past couple of weeks was changing my mindset on things. For example, like doing something creative like this. Mm-hmm. There, I, had, I had this creative boost in the past, I think, week or two. But mm-hmm. it was more of before that. I was like, oh, I gotta like, uh, I need to do the podcast. Before mm-hmm. it was like I wanted to do yeah. it, and now it's definitely something I want to do. But mm-hmm. for me, it, yeah, I had to look, look kind of think about okay what are the things that are ca- causing burden in my life right mm-hmm. what are the things that are causing this anxiety sometimes social anxiety mm-hmm. uh and really i think determining that i don't also want to over rely on someone like you said you don't want to there's the difference between depending and being dependent and mm-hmm. um i was i think just trying to i was just figure it out not just for myself um because i think just trying to figure it out by yourself is also troubling because that's when like you start micro analyzing everything and micro analyze mm-hmm. yourself. That's that can be dangerous. But kind of shifting my mindset in particular things and the way I approach things um, mm-hmm. changed for me. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I do know, but I don't know a lot. Whenever I'm like, hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyways, I think I think we're we're good. We we've been going for yeah quite quite the time. Yeah, and you have you have to go to tennis, right? Mm. Who are you playing tennis with? My friend Daniel. I don't know who's he's there. already there. I don't know why. I feel bad. I literally told him. Oh, he's him just I, sitting there. Yeah. Oh no. I, well, I don't think he's sitting there, but he said like no rush, but I'm here. But I'm like, but like I texted him before. I was like, oh, I'm gonna do this podcast. Like I'm gonna be late, so like, I'll text you right when I go. But now he said like no rush, but I'm here. But I'm like, then I'm gonna rush if you're there, so I'm gonna rush. Oh uh, yeah, I was making a film yesterday and. Abroad told the person like this is the time we're arriving. Yeah, and I think they arrived like twenty minutes earlier. And now you, then you feel bad, but, oh, but it's yeah. like you told them. You told yeah, them. It's yeah, it's like I'm gonna be there at four, and then if you come at three four, you're like, oh, well, I'm not, I'm not there. It's okay, Daniel. So, he's on his way. By yeah. the by the time this released, <laughs> y'all, y'all, y'all hopefully play tennis. Yeah, hopefully, yeah. hopefully things, things for sure. Well. All right. Usually, I have some kind of mango concoction for you to oh, drink, wow. but I wasn't allowed the, outside the house because of COVID. So. Oh, that'll do it. Okay. Yeah. Risks, or not risks, I guess, sacrifices. Right, me, right. But I will make the concoction next time. No promises, okay. actually, because I might forget about that. But this no, is, it, is on, it is captured on camera. So, Well, thank you for doing this, by oh. the way. Yes, of course. Just happy to do it. That's okay. good. I enjoyed good. it. Good, good, yes. good. And um, hope you enjoyed 
the, the fly. This is a fly graveyard now that we've. Yeah, created. I'm shocked. Yeah. Like either. Okay, that one's not. And I'm gonna kill it. No, it, it disappeared. They're they've intensified. I think it's because we killed flies, and they're coming back to to avenge their lost brothers right. and sisters. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, you did. Oh, you Ew. felt it. You felt yeah. the wing. And anyways, um, well, any any parting words for the people? Um, any plug? Any shout out? Any plug? Any shout out? Mm, you know, follow me on Instagram. Yeah. Nikhil B. He, he also has a. Underscore. He already has too many followers. You don't have. Yeah, to you, do don't that. To. you don't I, need to. You need to. But you can okay. if you want. But if to. you want to, then that's okay. Yeah. Um. But uh, actually, advice. Just get off social media, you know. Take you a break. Just, you just told them to follow you. Uh, to follow, follow me. Follow him first. Follow then, me. But then I was, then I was immediately thinking media. about like how I have like a toxic relationship with like the follower account, not because I want to have lots of followers, but because I'll remember the number and then I'll see if it's less, which means I'll know if if someone unfollowed me, but I don't know who it is. You're two thousand now, right? Yeah. But how much more do you need? No, no, I don't need more. <laughs> it's not that I need more. I don't need more. Yeah. In, but it's like I'll see it. It'll be like two thousand seven hundred fifty-six, and I'll be like. It's not like, oh, wow, because I, I don't need that many. I really, yeah. really don't need that many. But then I'll be bothered when, like, the next day, it'll say 2,755. What and I'll be like, happened? oh, what? And it's, yeah. it's like, why? You know, I didn't post anything. I didn't do anything. So just you one day thought, like, mm, I don't like him anymore. I don't follow me. So that, yeah. it's toxic. Just get off social media. That's yeah. my that's my thing to you. You're not allowed to follow me. I'm changing my username. You're not going to find me. Done. What are you going to change it to? Well, I'm not going to tell you, duh. Oh, yeah. They'll find me. They'll find you. I'll text you what it is later. Okay, cool, cool. All right. (laughs) Well, we're signing off. Goodbye. Goodbye, Mango Time.